do 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 hey everybody i'm chad eckert and that's joe idoni this is the preferred lines podcast broadcasting live right now to you on twitter and youtube this is joe's week cheers to you joe it's the honda week thank you i appreciate that listen when you it really warmed my heart when you called me the new prince of palm beach earlier i do have to tell you it, it touched me it's true. You well, you're the Prince of Palm Beach content for God's sakes. I mean, you're on every single podcast. You made it on Mayo. That's freaking nice. With in that new set that he has, it's crazy. It was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It felt like I was going on Sports Center, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, I'm sure people are sick of seeing my face at this point, but uh, we're here to do preferred lines, uh, and let's let it rip. Um, this is your week because you not only live near the course and are attending. You um, played the course, PGA National Sunday Pins, a couple years ago. You're playing it again on Monday. Yeah. Not only that, you've run the DFS Open, which has centered itself around the Honda Classic. Uh, are we running the DFS Open back soon? I hope so. I hope to resurrect it next year, Chad. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, mm-hmm. Things have just been quite hectic in my life. I tried to sort of uh, hand it over on a platter to some other people to kind of organize it, things didn't exactly work out this year. I'm hoping that next year I'm in a better place to kind of uh, spearhead the thing again because it was a ton of fun, and yeah. I thought it was great to get a lot of people together. Yeah, great for charity and yeah, good time to meet people that you find on the internet. And we've never met in life. Like I, I mean, we almost met up because I was in Florida at one point. So we're we've we were coming out of the park, you know. Joe and I put this thing together May uh, out of the pandemic, May of 2020. So it's almost been two years of doing this. It's it's a commitment, is it not, Joe? It is definitely a commitment. And before we get into the names, I wanted to just let everyone know that I may have to take a tiny step back from the old preferred lines. I've got now three children and a full career, and I just launched the Eckert Group. It's a real estate group for Edina Realty. I am running another podcast and being live like almost every day of the week. So uh, with that said, Joe, you are going to captain the ship. And I mean, I think this is a great thing for preferred lines. Ultimately, what, what do you what does it mean that that you're going to be captaining now? I'm going to kind of take over the hosting duties. Listen, we love you, Chad, but you mentioned it between us and Josh, who is a new dad behind the scenes producing the show. We talked about We've got six young toddlers and babies between us. It's hard to line up timing. It's hard to commit to doing three, four shows a week, writing an article, um, appearing on other people's stuff, make sure we're we're relatively glued to Twitter most of the day while trying to raise families. So, um, yeah, listen, this show would not happen without you. Let's be honest. You, I was nothing until you did sort of the interview series, which was so sweet during the uh, pandemic when there was no golf and you just started bringing people on and talking to them. You asked me to come on. We talked about this idea. Uh, It was birthed through you and I owe pretty much everything in terms of my following to you since then, because you gave me the start buddy. And uh, I will be forever grateful and appreciative to you for that. Um, You host another show right after this. You do Wednesday, you do Monday. So you can kind of focus on those things. I will do my best to do a decent job of hosting in your place, but uh, excited to kind of keep the boat rolling for, for preferred lines going forward. 
Well, Joe, that's so funny you even say that. It's like, honestly, uh, the truth was is I was actually just a fan of yours um, more than anything. So when when we when you were like, yeah, let's do a podcast together, I was like, kind of like it was like a fanboy getting a chance to like hang out with one of the Twitter stars. So it was kind of cool. So like for you to pretend like it was all me and that you're following is because of that. That's just it makes me blush a little bit. Ultimately, I can uh, remember when. Um... <laughs> I can remember when, like, I had in my notes app on my phone, like, we were trying to figure out a name for the show, and I had, like, preferred lies, because I was, like, Googling, like, everything I found, like, I'm like, damn it, somebody already has that podcast name, or, like, it's got to be clever, it's got to be witty, and, like, I sent you preferred lies, and you were like, what about preferred lines, and then we were like, I can remember it, like, very vividly, our yeah. back and forth, like, how excited oh, yeah. we got, because we were like, like betting lines but it's like preferred like they say preferred lines off the tees and they say preferred lies like every week we're like it's so good we were so excited about like Dude, no it. it's not gonna die for god's sakes and like i'm not no. going anywhere and and the truth is and what I'm hoping for is that my guy here, Joe, who has some serious talent and has some connections and stuff, he's golfing with Will Haskett tomorrow or whenever you're doing that, yeah, you're going to be, you got Rick Run Good show. You got, you got, you know, some connections and feelers up there. Once you make it, you'll just grab me from down there. You'll pull me right back up and we'll just be doing this together again soon. So it's not like it's like over. And I'm going to force my way on as a guest almost like every as soon as I, as much as I can, you know, with this crazy life. Yeah. So I think uh, my goal where I'm still kind of ironing out the exact path, but is to kind of go back to how we started, which is having uh, different guests on every week, which is the, you know, the similar mold to a lot of other people take, but it's fun to get different people's opinions. And of course, anytime you want to step back on the scene here, you're always welcome. Well, then should I just let you just take right over? Or are you going to give me more, one more shot running, running I, thing? I, You've got to run it. It just wouldn't feel right. All right. Yeah, right. Okay. So, Josh, throw up the betting board because we got to look at who is at the tippity tip top for the Honda Classic. It's not our guy, your guy, the real Prince of Palm Beach, Brooks Kepka. It's the newest Prince of Palm Beach, perhaps Sung J.M. A winner here just a couple years ago. He's got the skills to make it around the PGA National. He's not afraid of the water. I'm going to miss the tippity tip tops. So I'm going to miss the hey, everybody's. Uh, I'm just well, no, no, you'll find those. Right you know, you'll find those on but, uh, the fantasy golf pod. So, look, we don't bet. We have had this thing. We've done this show for two years. I don't think we've ever bet the favorite. I thought that Berger was going to be the favorite this week. I guess the back injury has sort of, um, I think if he didn't have the back injury, he would be. So I'm not going to bet Sung J.M., although I think that of all the guys up here, I think that he's probably the surest thing, if there is such a thing at PGA National, to play well this week. Um, the other guys I could see easily missing the cut. I feel like Sung J, you can probably pencil in for a top 15 here. Uh, but winning at 13 to 1 is tough, and I just don't bet up at the top like that. Gosh, Joe, so we talked a while ago about – trying to get yourself to hesitate on a Monday and not grab a guy on a Monday. And like, I couldn't help myself. I grabbed Billy Horschel cause I'm Billy Horschel fan. It's Florida. I, and see whatever the shirt. I knew it was coming. Yeah. But at the same time, did you, did, were you able to do that? Did you see it? Do you see a different number now? Cause I don't think anything's gotten better for anybody ultimately. No. What did you get? Like a 25, 28. I got a 28 on Horschel. Yeah, and all it's gotten it's, way worse. Yeah. It's 20 now. Or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I'm not there with Billy Ho. 
sub. Um, yeah, I wouldn't like go. I, I wouldn't go on twenty. That's why. So I. So I planned on doing the house bet on Billy Horschel. I put it on. You know, immediately the. You know, first bet I make. Fuck it. Let's go. It's over. And then it falls to twenty. So then, do you? I can't recommend a house on a twenty-eight when I wouldn't do it on a twenty. So now I got to figure out a new house, and I got to ask you what your thoughts are on perhaps doing a house bet on Brooks Kepka this week. It's funny how the numbers necessarily, the actual number doesn't matter as much. It's the order in which you see guys. Mm -hmm. So for me at this point, it's troubling mentally that I can't get over with seeing him above Brooks and Louie. So if on my book, Horschel's 20 and Brooks and Louie are both 22, I can't overlook that. Um, I was just talking to Brian about it, and we had a nice little discussion on yeah. Louis versus Brooks. I think Louis makes every all the sense in the world. He is the bright play. He is um, every stat will point you in that direction. My hesitation is that I don't know that I can show up to an event that I love with my son and my dad for a couple straight days and walk around and not follow Brooks and not really root for him. So. I know that doesn't make any sense from a betting perspective. Louis was number one in my model. Brooks was 67th. Oh. Uh, but I'm still thinking about doing Brooks. I haven't made that decision yet because I'm that torn. Where, what do you think? Well, so what, what, I want to know what the news was. What's the, what was the ultimate news? Oh, okay. So. I mean, everyone wants to know what the news is. That everyone wants to know the news on Brooks. There was an issue last week. If you paid close attention to him in the coverage, he had a bunker shot, an awkward bunker shot, and he jacked up something in his knee again. And Mm. I saw it happen and I wondered about it. And he was very tentative on it after. And then Christina Kim, who was on the coverage, who we've had on preferred lines before, great guest. Mm -hmm. um, She mentioned something like, Brooks looks like he's struggling and limping out there. And Uh it just kind of, nobody talked about it the rest of the week. Then he missed the cut. And then I looked and had somebody DM me today about driving distance. Because I noticed after that, that he was like, he was swinging it great at waste management. Like he looked so Mm -hmm. balanced. The legs looked so strong, like he was swinging hard. He was hitting like 360, 370-yard drives. And okay, would, I don't know if I can pull this up, but he he was gaining driving distance in like every event he's ever played. Last week, he lost 19.7 in driving distance, and he was swinging very tentative. I don't know if there's an injury at play here. I'm going to try to talk to Will tomorrow morning and hmm. see if he has any insight. Hmm. Luke, who I know is full-on Team Kepka, sent me something today where he said he feels fine. But he said, I feel fine before the Honda and burn me. I'm a little concerned that there may be an injury lurking, which would put me on Louie. But I got to do a little bit more digging. Okay. What do you think? Um, Am I making too much of this? I don't know. Because if even if he was a little tweaked, we do you think – like he probably A, withdraws before the tournament begins. Maybe, perhaps. And I don't know. He's not a withdrawal guy. Yeah, so I don't know either. But he's then not, if he's going to tee it up, he's just going to miss the cut. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I just I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I hate that rumor. But at the same time, I love the twenty in this field against these names. I think if we've bet it before at different numbers, I think you might as well keep throwing money at it because one of these times it's going to stick. It reminds me of a couple years ago, he played a fall swing event and he hadn't been playing that great. And he showed up and everyone's kind of like, ah, oh, what the hell is going on here? And then he just fucking smoked the field. And he was like, Oh yeah. shit. So Brooks was a CJ cup. 
Yeah, yeah it was the CJ, CJ Cup, Cup, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah. So and it, it kind of reminds me of that. We're like, third event in a row. We always talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a positive sign. I feel like he is the type of guy that maybe he ultimately needs to push through this injury and play here and do this thing because he's losing ground as the number he's number one in the world is like almost out of reach at this point for him. There's too many people doing too many things. So he's got to grab one of these and get going quick or it's over. Like he's in, he's injury prone now it seems, and he's getting older and at the end of his career, if he's going to do it anywhere, it's going to be at a course where everyone shows up and they see the bear and they get scared. It's the Brooks course for sure. He's such a weird enigma in golf. Like, Mm -hmm. Louie, and I like Louie, you can get him to win basically any major right now at a higher number than he is this week. Like, you can get him like 30, 35 to 1 to win any major. You can get Horschel probably like 50 to 1 to win any major. You can get Tommy Fleetwood like 100 to 1 to win any major. These are the guys he's priced with. You want to bet Brooks Kepka a major? You're going to pay like 11 to 1 right now. So you're getting like twice the number at the Honda Classic where – Talent-wise, I mean, how many other – he's still ranked, I think, 15th in the OWGR, which I know has its flaws, but how many other guys in this field are in there? I don't know if there's any. Maybe Berger. We can look that up. But, um, yeah, it's just weird because you're paying double the price. You know, you're getting double the points that you're going to take at any major when every other single guy in the field works the opposite way. Sungjae, I saw people taking 50 to 1 to, at the players. PGA Tout, I think he's eight, he's 12 to 1 this week. So it works the other way for every other player except for Brooks. One of these times, it just feels like that's got to change. And it happened last year at about this time where Owen was kind of like, I don't know, maybe he's hurt. I don't know. And then all of a sudden he just won the waste management so yeah it was in a much bigger number also in a much stronger field but um yeah let's hey, if here. i'm gonna not do the preferred lines with you anymore and we're gonna let you go we're gonna have you go on with this thing on your own let's end it with me winning the house bet on brooks right at the, Honda? You're put the house on him maybe all right if you're putting the house on him because of that alone i'm sold i also am debating Matt Wolf, and this is a Matt Wolf positive broke uh, podcast, and so that you know, did it? Did I think about that a little bit in my head when I was like, it would be nice to win one of these house bets on one of our guys? But am I really thinking Matt Wolf can win this? I'm I'm kind of scared. I heard you with Mayo talk about the comps to my course three. I'm yeah. open where Big he time. did well there, and it's water everywhere, and if you. You can conquer it. It's conquerable, right? Yeah, this course is conquerable, and we've seen guys do it, pounding it off the tee here before. We mm-hmm. saw Rory do it. We saw Justin Thomas do it, leading the field in driving distance. Rory did it, leading the field in driving distance. Tigers played well here. Adam Scott, Sergio, these are guys who are great drivers of the ball. And Wolf, when he's on, is that. Um, so it's a matter – obviously, you've got to embrace a little bit of volatility there because he can easily put a couple in the water and miss the cut. But I think if that driver is kind of keen and, and dialed in this week, it's a great week for him to sort of take advantage of it mm-hmm. um, because he's going to have wedge into a lot of these holes where a lot of guys lay back and simply don't hit it as far as him uh, and are going to be have tough opportunities coming into the green. So um, if things go right for him, the upside, I think, is a win. So I think it makes a ton of sense. I got a 50. Is that what oh. you got? No, I got. I think I got a 40. Okay. 
It has gone down. Yeah, that is- board again, Josh Swish behind the scenes, Mr. New Dad. I can't believe he's even doing this. Like, <laughs> aren't you tired? Um, either way, uh, just, just we're not even going to show his face because he's, you know, he looks tired. <laughs> he's either 40s way. right now. Yeah, okay, so- 50 was Monday. What well, now? It's one of those things, maybe, maybe not even. Maybe we don't even bet this tournament because this is a crapshoot. If you haven't heard, Joe, <laughs> uh, you've played the course. Tell us why it's a crapshoot. There's just trouble everywhere, man. And it's, it's, I think 16 holes there's water on. It's difficult. Um, obviously have the bear trap. 18 is really tough. Look, if you're going to play showdown or so there's players that start on the front and the back mm-hmm. starting on number 10 is brutal. That is a par five. When I play that course, when anyone plays that course, they turn it into a 500 plus yard par four. That is extremely difficult. Number 11 is extremely difficult. So starting there kind of sucks because you play those two really hard holes. Then you get to the bear trap a couple of holes later. Um, Mm. That's brutal. The way the course starts one, two, three are very easy holes uh, in comparison to the rest of the course. So, you much rather prefer to kind of start there if you're playing a showdown and, and ease your way into the tougher holes. Uh, I think it's five, six, seven are also equally as hard as the bear trap. So there's just there's a ton of bogeys. There's a ton of double bogeys. There's more water balls here than any other course on the PGA Tour annually. I think five of the last seven years, it's played as the non or the hardest non-major on tour. The wind seems down this week. Maybe they get to. 12 under but that's still by the standards that we've seen this year that is like an absolute grind 12 under because even Riviera we saw 20 so um, everything we've been seeing these really low scores par is a good one this week so then is there something to going to a guy like Brooks a guy like Wolf the guy like me even Patrick Reed that they win they win tournaments I mean I bet Reed last week for like (laughs) the same reason i should bet him this week but um it was really bad what? everything is so strikingly horrible right now that i i can't go back there again in good conscience what about you appr baby <laughs> so <laughs> i think i'm going to honestly uh i had a great draft gigs lineup except he was in it and so uh, i could have won so much more money it was insane it was sad i could have beaten josh his lineup so fuck either way um so throw up the betting board josh i gotta look at the names i don't have them in front of me so you gotta throw them up so i can read them off because some of these names you know like the norans the keith mitchells we're talking about those guys the brook the, the harmons and like mito even like yeah yeah he's done it on corn ferry but he hasn't proved it versus the wolves of the world that's why i kind of like it so i mean i don't yeah. know uh, what else do we talk about? We could talk about the wises and the fifties and stuff like that. Do you are you interested in Johnny Vegas because he's popping in people's models? There's Bazoot and Hoot here. He's good at golf. I took Bazoot and Hoot um, early bet for me, fifty five to one. Uh, really good Bermuda grass putter. Yep. Greatest sand saves, which are important here. There's a lot okay. of bunkers, and the way that this course makes you play it is. There's water all on one side of the hole, which scares you away, and it puts you in these difficult bunkers on the other side of the hole. Mm-hmm. So players veer away from the water, which makes them often end up in a bunker. 
He's number one in sand saves, number two in Bermuda grass putting. He's not long off the tee, which I don't think is going to be too penal this week um, because it's not, you know, it plays longer than the yardage, but it ain't like it's 7,800 yards. Um, Should be a good week for him. He plays good in Florida. Yeah, he's in my beer gut brain model lineup that I use for the the narratives. Uh, Who Also in that lineup is the guy that's right below him on the betting board here, Denny McCarthy. You're digging in the daddy dirt, I assume, because that's your guy. Digging in that dirt. Go. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I was always going to bet him here. Third last year. He's playing really good. And I'm happy for him to get back to Florida. And I've always had this belief that, like, when we play golf, the best putter in the group in my Sunday game wins a lot. <laughs> a lot more than anyone else. Yes, He's the best putter. So... He's just got to marry everything together and yeah. be like level off the tee, gain two or three strokes on approach, and gain six putting one of these weeks. He's going to be right there. He's local. He lives in the area. Um, it should be a great setup for him. He's coming in in good form. I, I wish the number was bigger, but I'm still taking it. 66, I think. I yeah, got. okay. So two things on that. The putting actually can be a confidence builder as much as the driving can be confidence builder. So if you're really good at driving, you can make up for it with your confidence. Cause it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm always getting in the fairway. I'm always good. Dude, if you put it in eight feet, you feel confident and with the putter, you can knock it in some of these times. So the, the confidence is there. I want to ask you also about the Florida narrative. You mentioned it. Do you think that there is something to a guy that's around Bermuda all the time yep. lives out in Jupiter and just enjoys this, this time of year in this area? Yep. You practice here. You play here a lot. Um, you're here in the off season. This is probably where you're going to play well and feel most comfortable. When my buddies come down here from Ohio to play, like they can't chip around here. <laughs> it's Bermuda is weird. And like around the greens, like your club just sticks into it. Reading the greens is weird. Cause you've got to like, I don't even quite know how to do it probably correctly, but you're supposed to like analyze the grain and the cup and that's going to tell you how it's going to break. There's just a lot of funky things about playing on it um, that are unique. And I think that just as we see players on the West coast, enjoy POA, we see the guys familiar down here in this Florida region, which seems like half the PGA tour uh, lives in Palm beach County. So they should all all set up pretty well this week. I've got a friend that lives down there and he works out at the same gym that DJ and Brooks do. And like, he just like, he's a scratch golfer and like teaches and stuff and cares about golf. Of course. So he's down there, but it's funny. He just is like all the time runs into people. Um, so then do you run into on the betting board here, Gary Woodland, who is a little bit of a Prince of the Palm beach or maybe Ricky Fowler, who actually used to be that name. I took Gary. Okay. He's probably the bet that I took that I'm least confident in. Hmm. Um, I do like the fact that he can club down a little bit. The numbers just haven't been great. I was expecting him to have a little bit of a better start to the season. Uh, And it's, it's more of a a hopeful bet than it is a really confident one. What about these new guys, this Nikolai Hoygaard, Hoygaard, he's 80 to one or so, Uh, or you could go with that guy, Garrick Higo already a winner on the PGA tour. Someone that has the, the talent to maybe even win around here too, potentially. Do you like either of these younger guys? Higo, like Higo. Just yep. don't know about Hojgaard yet. I know he won a couple of weeks ago. Um, Pat told me that he was the Siwoo Kim of the European Tour, where he's either <laughs> going to win or finish last. Yeah. I like Higo. Look, he's had, I think, top 25s in both starts so far. Okay. 
uh, on the PGA Tour this season. One at the Palmetto, which I think is a good comp to this course last year. Um, won like three times in the last year. So, yeah, I'm going to take Higo. He's 100 to 1 here. Uh, I thought he played really well at the the waste management where he gained like six strokes on T to green. I'm going to roll him out here. 100 to 1. He just seems so calm and like like a mini DJ personality where you never get up or down. Like he always seems very level. Got a good vibe to him. Yeah. Yeah. Very good vibe to him. He's in that beer gut brain model lineup. Uh, I, I also am leaning Russell Knox, but. Uh, <clears throat> the steam on him is a little strong, and that's never good. So I'm going with Horschel and Knox. Like, uh, is this a bad idea? <laughs> uh, Knox, yes, that's Mayo's fault for the bear trap tweet. Um, <laughs> but he's been playing really good 33, 33, 33 the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, in good form, should go pretty well here. I've seen some love for Hudson Swafford as well. Chris Kirk seems like he could go well here. K.H. Lee was first-round leader here, I believe, two, maybe three years ago. Um, Lucas Glover has a lot of really positive rounds here, including last yeah. year. Yeah. So there's a lot. Like, the, like it's Lucas. going to be crazy. You're going to have guys, plenty of guys, eject and be plus seven and miss the cut. Um, so feel free to, to take a good share of bets in these ranges. And just lower your exposure ultimately maybe because – Maybe all through Florida. Bay Hill's the same way. The players. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever got the players' championship right. I'm terrible there. Um, mm-hmm. But you have, like, big names. Miss the cut, like, yeah. a lot. So, try, like, yeah. We'll talk about this now next. On the Golf Guys program, we're going to discuss whether it's good to go with the balanced build to get four of six to guarantee yourself some money or uh, points or whatever? Or do you try to just go for the glory? Because maybe it's time where you stars and scrubs it and you go for the glory. On the golf guys, we'll discuss some DFS stuff. Love it. Uh, sounds like Joe from Dan here in the chat. I've heard no limp from Brooks this week. He's good to go. Dan, I am very happy to see you tweet that. That makes me happy. Thank you. That makes me happy. And that gives me reason to put the house on Brooks. Let's go. I did bet Brooks because it is very fitting to cash a comma on Brooks Kepka at the Honda. Of course, that would be amazing. Uh, but also, he seems poised. He seems motivated. Um, he is motivated. Yeah. Like, something's about him. Like, it's a little bit different. He bleaches hair. What the? He's, he's got a little edge to him. He's kind of mad, maybe. And so, uh, I... Did put the house on Horschel because it was 28. And I'm like, this is good. Okay, I'm taking this. Uh, and I may or may not have already put the house on Wolf as well. So I've got three houses. So, and I was hoping to have that Wolf mask thing from Amazon. I know. But it didn't I'm going to put my son on that. So I've got, um, he is aware. We've been talking about it every night before bed that um, he has, we've been working on his howl. And he's been working on the wolf pack thing. So, so he's going to be there with you. He's going to be there with me. And we're going to, our goal is to get either a picture or an autograph from Matt Wolf. Good content. Love it. Oh, and then you're playing there. That's amazing. That's fun. Yeah. Monday playing in the first T event. Always like the coolest thing I think I might do all year. Um, it's play how the pros play, like the pro setup. It's, ridiculous it's hard to really describe if you've never done it the greens how insane they are to hold um to 
putt on. I've never three. I'm usually a pretty good putter. I three putt all the time. I blow it off the green. I think I putted one off the green on 17 last year into the water. Um, but it's a ton of fun. They leave the grandstands up. It feels really cool to play there. I'll try to stream like reception. Uh-huh. Cell phone reception sucks at PGA National. That's my one caveat that if I can get decent bars, I will uh, have a periscope through the bear trap as I go like seven or eight over bar. Okay. Before we go, we want to get to the presenting sponsor of the preferred lines. Our friends at prize picks. Did you try out prize picks over the weekend? Dude, I've been doing prize picks. So last week they had a cool thing on hole number 11 uh, where it was bet like the over underscore mm-hmm. on that hole. Mm-hmm. So when I go to the bear trap, I do this with like buddies and guys is we'll, we'll sit there for a while on 17. And what we'll do is we'll all basically take a player when the threesomes come through and I've got this and we just put five bucks in a person and like whoever, like we'll sit there for 12 or 13 groups and somebody collects a pot at the end of it. But I hope that prize picks does this for some of the bear trap poles and puts like an over under score on one of the par threes. Cause that will be an extremely fun way to sweat it. But um, they do basically over under your individual player score, fairways hit, um, greens and regulation. They have tons of decent ways to play the props. We've got an awesome promo code there that's going to get you 100 Benjamin dollars extra in your account with the first deposit. So uh, good friends of the pod. Proud to have them sponsor us. And Joe, we're going to continue to pump them on uh, golf guys and you'll pump the manscape people. And the thing is, is I'm going to go live on Saturdays. Now I figured out that there's people that want to watch the round four showdown content and prize pick stuff. It's great. So we're going to go live and we're going to pump the prize pick stuff on Saturday night. So if you're interested in trying to make your money back on Sunday, meet me live on the internet on Saturday night. I love it. There's a need for showdown like weekend content. So you're filling a void for the people. Uh, We appreciate it. Joe, it's good to see you. Good to see you too, man. Enjoy the Uh, tournament. Have fun out there. Thank you. I will. I'll be texting you over the weekend. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in and watching or listening to another episode. Joe, Joe, before the rumors get going, okay, so we we didn't have an argument. No no one's mad at each other. I just have a lot of shit on my plate. And I... Joe's going to be really good at doing this by himself. Like, I promise you, we're, we're leaving you in good hands with Joe, and I'm taking a step away. I hope. I'm, I'm, I get nervous when I have to host. When I've had a couple of guests on, it is nerve-wracking. It is not my comfort zone. I may be switching back to Monday nights. I'm yeah. trying to work out the schedule with my yeah. wife as well yeah. and children's bedtimes um, now, that, <laughs> you know, now that it's all on my plate. So we will play with different ideas and content, uh, but be sure to keep you all updated. It was fun, man. Peace out. Later. Hit the music, Jish. Mm-hmm.